0: I am excited today to welcome Allison Barber-Bell. She is our guest, and she is the Regional Vice President and Indiana Chancellor for Western Governors University. At Western Governors, she is responsible for leading all aspects of WGU operations, including strategy and innovation, managing change, and making sure that that Western Governors has the right blend of programs to meet its mission and the needs of Hoosier learners. She has more than 20 years' experience working with adult learners um, and has been successful in building a lot of innovative programs and driving creative change and adaption as the higher education marketplace has evolved. We're really blessed to have her with us this afternoon. And I thought I would have Allison start by telling us a little bit about Western Governors, could you share with us Western Governors' story and the kind of programs and offerings that you're offering today?
1: Sure, I'd love to. And first of all, thank you for allowing me to be here and have this conversation with you. Um, So WGU is an online, not-for-profit university, fully accredited. We were established nationally um, more than 25 years ago, just celebrated our 25th anniversary by a group of governors who saw a need for, uh, I mean, it blows my mind that in the late 90s, this group of governors said, hey, let's do an online university. I mean, I didn't even know it. Mozilla Firefox was. (laughs) But they launched it to um, to create access and it's really a mission driven university and that mission stays to, stands today and that is to change lives for the better by creating access to opportunity um, so uh, WGU has four uh, schools we have an a college of IT, we have a business school, School of Education, and Health Professions School. Uh, we have bachelor's and master's programs, and we've just launched our first two certificates. One is a web web development um, certificate, and the other is a business leadership certificate. We have more to come, um, so I'm really excited about that, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, so the, the basics of WGU is not just that we're fully accessible online, Um, But we're also a competency-based university. So rather than um, having semesters and granting grades, we um, have our students demonstrate their competency. They have the opportunity to learn what they don't know and then demonstrate their competency, earn the credit, and move forward at their own pace. So not only are we affordable with a low tuition, we also um, allow students to move through more quickly, and it's a kind of an all-you-can-eat model. So if they earn more credits in a term, they pay that same flat rate. So it's truly affordable and flexible and empowering, um, and then all of our degree programs are industry relevant. And so they're developed um, in consultation and with the expertise of subject matter experts with industry experience, and then also paying attention to what's needed um, in the workforce and meeting those workforce needs so that our um, our graduates are employable upon graduation.
0: That's outstanding. That, so- Definitely echo the flip side of what we hear from employers all the time about the importance of degrees being relevant and listening to employers and being guided by them. Clearly, you're doing that really well. Um, Given the innovative programs and the approach you're taking, who are your typical students? For those who don't know Western governors, what's the typical student that you serve look like?
1: Sure. So our students, the average age here in Indiana is about 37 um, and, uh, mostly women, we have about 75% of our graduates are women. Um, they most work full time, more than 80% work some, either full or part time, um, typically have some college, but haven't earned their degree. So it's very much folks coming to complete their degree with us. And our mission is serving those not- traditionally, not served well by traditional universities. So, um, we have a a higher population of low income. Um, we have a lot of ethnic diversity in our student population and that's, that's by intention.
0: That's outstanding. So I know before you joined WGU, you were with IUPUI Mm -hmm. and you were leading the, um, the, completion degree programs Mm -hmm. there. And I think for a lot of Hoosiers, the completion degree challenge and opportunity isn't a familiar challenge. I, I, I know... Um, that there are nearly a million Hoosiers who have some college, but who weren't able to complete their degree. And I mean, even more challenging than that, have the loans that came in a lot of cases from starting that degree and not getting the degree completed and getting the benefit of it. I know WGU has a number of innovative solutions for addressing that. Tell us more about that challenge and how WU is helping um, those students to find their way to completion and into the workforce.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you're right. 750,000 Hoosiers with some college and no degree is hard we've been saying this, you know, and making, hopefully making progress, but not quickly enough. Um, So the, I mean, the challenges are so vast. If you're, you know, someone who hasn't completed their degree, there's a reason for that. Um, Sometimes it's, a lot of times it's that traditional student went before they knew exactly what they wanted, their priorities were different. They went to, you know, a traditional campus and maybe had a lot of fun, but didn't, (laughs) didn't complete their degree. Um, But that creates a barrier in and of itself. There's this self-concept of, am I someone who completes a degree or am I not? So there's that. Um, Then a lot of times folks get out and they have some level of success, right? They're working, they have a family, they have other priorities. um, So they're doing well enough, but probably underemployed. Um, But taking a step back from all of those responsibilities they've created to go back and complete a degree is difficult. Particularly in the more traditional setting, um, finding having a job and having you know family responsibilities and being able to step away from that to go attend class every you know Tuesday at four is is not a reality for some folks. There's the financial barrier to it, that, you know. So there's access, there's um, fi- finances. Sometimes they did create a lot of loan debt, so they can't. Take out any more loans um, to do it. So those are some of the barriers. WGU, our model just in and of itself addresses a lot of those barriers. One I mentioned that we're low cost. So um, it depends on the degree program, but for a degree in IT, for example, you you could get your degree on average by spending about seven thousand dollars a year, which is. You know that's not a small amount of money, but compared to a lot of other institutions, it's a really affordable degree program. We offer lots of scholarships. Most years, we give in Indiana we give away about a million dollars in scholarships, mm. um, and they're all needs based scholarships. Um, so we do what we can to help folks finance their um, their degree pathway. We also partner with employers so that. Um, employees while they're working can use their education benefit that a lot of employers offer to pay for their degree, and their their education benefit will pay for most of a year tuition. Um, it's fifty two fifty is the limit, <laughs> so we're close. Um, so that affordability piece is a part of what we address, and then um, the fact that all of our learning resources, all of the students' experience is. At their own pace and on their own schedule they don't have to attend class at a certain time they engage with the learning resources and live human beings we have mentors who are their professors but they meet with them on their schedule there's not an established class time and so our our students will do their job take care of their family and then also do their coursework but at a time that they are available to do it so our most active time in the student portal is at about 10 o'clock at night and whatever that student's local time is. Uh, it's a lot, but we make it doable.
0: Uh, clearly a model that's working. I bumped into one of your graduates at the uh, Indiana CIO network yesterday awesome. and he had exactly that story. He hadn't completed his degree. You helped him finish the degree, helped him get further education, and now he's the chief information officer for a local hey. company, so it's a model that works. I love those stories, yeah. Uh, so, Degree completion isn't the only challenge in Indiana. There are a lot of higher education obstacles and barriers that Hoosiers have to plow through. Um, I know WGU is attacking a lot of those problems. I'm curious how you see the landscape. What are some of the big problems in higher education and opportunities that Indiana has in front of it over the next three or four years?
1: Well, I just think about um, the, the lack of, I don't know, it's not the lack of talent It's the, it's connecting the talent that exists, helping, helping folks see that they have that talent or help helping them skill up, Uh. um, then to meet the, the workforce demand. I think, um, it's everywhere. It's in health professions, it's in teacher education, and it's also in it. Um, and so, so, you know, what WGU is attempting to do and what, one of my primary, um, roles is to raise awareness of. Um, one, the opportunity that's there, and two, help people to understand that it's within their grasp to um, earn either a certificate or um, the skills that they need to get into the workforce, and then continue to skill up so that they're not stranded where they are.
0: It it really sounds like you're taking a holistic approach to it. I think sometimes it seems like it's just a matter of, of skilling up. Um, and you can just plug in some additional skills to somebody and they can step into a new role when often it's more like changing their identity. You're really yes. helping them to grow as a yeah. person and listening to how you wrap around them with services and supports. Um, it really sounds like you're helping transform the entire individual to be more professionally successful.
1: That's that's what I believe that we do, and that's why I work with WGU. Yeah, Yeah, that, that's terrific.
0: So I know that you also have an entrepreneurial spirit, and WGU is well known for being, for being entrepreneurial and innovative. Um, what, what's coming next? What are some of the entrepreneurial things that you're excited about?
1: Well, I'm really excited. Uh, for one thing, WGU has always been, um, you know, looked at higher education differently and said we don't have to do it the way it's always been done. Yet, we still had our, like... <laughs> it wasn't one size fits all because it was flexible. We were like, well, this is what you do. You enroll in WGU full-time, but you can work through at your pace and you can go faster, et cetera. And that works really well. But yet still, there were people who wanted to go part-time. And so we've, on uh, limited release, working with some specific partners, um, like Apple is one of them, um, we are offering students the opportunity to go through our coursework part-time, which maybe that doesn't sound all that innovative, but it's like when you take WGU's model and then you give people the opportunity to do it at a different, even a different sort of pace, that changes the affordability and that allows employers to fully fully cover the cost of that pathway. So that's one of the things that we're doing. The other thing that we're doing, as I mentioned, we launched um, uh, our first two certificates. Um, and so those are going to start coming out in kind of rapid, um, we're going to release those rapidly. So, uh, by the end of this calendar year, we'll have a full stack engineering certificate. It'll have three, um, three steps to it and all of those stack into our bachelor's degrees. And and then the assumption is they would stack into other bachelor's. And accredited programs um, so creating those pathways for folks who are ready for something but maybe not ready for a bachelor's degree um, so I'm excited about that um, and then connected to that we have some some college readiness programs that also give us access to populations who back to your um, comment about changing people's identity there are folks who think they can't they can't do college, they're not cut out for college, it didn't work for them the first time or it never worked for them. And so offering these readiness programs that help to build up some of those, those skills, um, those success skills they are kind of the um, thing that self-concept um, around uh, resiliency and grit that we know lead to success in academic programs. So. We've had that available for a while, but we're launching it in a larger way to as a part of WGU programs. And so folks can earn while they're getting that coaching, that kind of success coaching pre-college, they also can earn some college credits that will articulate into WGU and other universities as well. So just expanding um, ways that people can take advantage of WGU.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I wanna pull on that thread because I think, a lot of people both who haven't had access to college face barriers, and they tell a story in their mind that they can't succeed, mm-hmm. that they're not ready for college or college isn't right for, for them, and they're established professionals who yes. would benefit from additional learning and broadening their skill set, who they say, say the same thing, I can't go back to school, I'm too old, they've got a lot mm-hmm. of stories in their mind about why they can't do it. What would you say to, to those individuals um, to help them realize they, they really can, and WG's yeah. an institution that can help
1: them be successful at it? I mean, mostly I'd like to connect them with some of our graduates because that's all of our graduates and to some degree, they had some reason where they thought they, this wasn't right for them. And then they found WGU and they said, okay, actually I can do this just like the CIO that you met yesterday. It's, so I think we have so many of those success stories that, you know, I think it's important for me to deliver those messages of of hope and here's how we can help you to folks. But I think it's much more powerful when they hear it from, um, you know, I think about uh, this recent grad, she's got her bachelor's and master's degree from us. She is, she grew up in Africa. She came here, married um, with two young kids, was completing her associate's degree at Ivy Tech. And one of her... Um, mentors at Ivy Tech told her, you should look at WGU for your bachelor's degree. And she said, okay, I'll look, but I don't know that this, I don't know that I can do this. Um, I'm gonna get this associate's degree and I'm gonna look for a job. Um, She found WGU, she thought maybe. Then she got, she was getting a divorce. And then she really was thinking, no, I'm not gonna do it. But we gave her a $10,000 scholarship. And so she said, okay, I'm gonna try it then. (laughs) And she quickly completed her bachelor's degree got a job while she was working on her bachelor's degree in IT, and then continued on with no pause to get her master's degree. She's now earned her master's degree. This woman is a success story. And she's not the exception. She's exceptional. But she's not the exception. We have that all the time. I run into people all the time who say, the only way I would have earned this degree is WGU. And it's a lot. It's the flexibility. It's the relevancy. um, It's that I... I would be doing it a service if I didn't mention our mentor model. So every student who um, enrolls at WGU is assigned to work with a a program mentor. So it's someone who's with them along the way. They meet with them regularly. They help them kind of set goals and hold them accountable. They help with that kind of of emotional side of it, like help them to understand and see that they can do it um, because these mentors have you know, a caseload of students and they can draw from those other experiences and, you know, say, well, this, I had this person do this and that worked for them. So there's that piece of it too that we offer. And then our course instructors also, as I mentioned, work in a mentoring model. And so rather than showing up to a class where this one person is lecturing to, you know, hundreds or, you know, many more in some of the MOOC sort of models that we have now, um, they will offer some of those experiences for folks to engage in, but the but the real learning happens in these one-on-one course instructor sessions where the student can say, this piece is giving me a really hard time. You know, I tried this before when I was an undergrad, and you know, I'm, math. Math is a huge barrier to a lot of adult learners. So they can have this course instructor where they're like, I've, I've failed math every time, but they can work one-on-one with this course instructor who can support them through learning that math and being successful and getting that kind of Monster out of their closet. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Those are some of the things
0: that that I want people to know about. That's terrific. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Hopefully, folks are listening. I hope. (laughs) Uh, And realize that WGU might be a great fit for them. It might be. Um, So you mentioned earlier that that we have an incredible need for higher skilled talent Mm -hmm. in Indiana. And that is certainly true in tech, but uh, but across all the roles that are enabled by tech today, which is so, so many... um, Wanted to drill in and ask you more about the specific tech programs that WGU offers that are that some of our listeners might be interested in personally or, or maybe for their children or friends, family members um who are interested in tech or realize that it could offer them a path to move into something that they find more fulfilling. What are what are some of the tech programs that WGU has today?
1: Oh, I'd love to talk about that. Now I won't remember all of them off the top of my head, so I will say go to WGU.edu and look at the IT degree programs. They're all on there. The cost is completely transparent, but um, we have 10 bachelor's degrees and four master's degrees, and then the one certificate, the web development certificate that I mentioned that will be the first part of a three-part um, full-stack engineering certificate, so that's all coming soon. Um, cybersecurity, um, we have uh, computer science, we have cloud, um, we have uh, data, <laughs> I'm not an IT person. <laughs> look at the website. So we have all of those. We also have a cybersecurity scholarship that, that's very generous right now. And so I would encourage folks to take a look at that um, and other scholarships that will help fund and support. What I want people to know about our IT degrees is that uh, it, any industry required certification is included in the coursework and is a part of the tuition. So when people graduate from WGU with their bachelor's degree in any of our IT programs, they have all of those certifications and they didn't have to pay more than the tuition that they paid. Um, I think that is one of the most important pieces of our IT degree programs. Um, and, and it's important because at WGU, part of our mission is we want, we want our graduates to graduate career ready. So we don't want them to graduate and then like, oh yeah, but you have to pass these You know three more certifications before anybody will hire you and good luck you got to pay out of pocket
0: that's outstanding boy you you checked off a number of the most in-demand jobs in indiana so oh good
1: (laughs) i remembered some of them
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's excellent so we're talking about technology and everybody is talking about chat gpt and generative ai today so i wanted to ask you a couple of questions about ai and the, the first question just be um, in what ways is WGU starting to think about the implications of AI for education or programs you're going to offer? How are you starting to, to think about what the place of AI offerings might be for WGU?
1: Yeah, I, I know that our we have a whole team of program developers who are who are consistently assessing and reassessing the content of our degree programs. And so I know I've already heard them talking about in, in some of our planning meetings, talking about um, the elements of AI, you know what are the and again I'm not a tech person, so I don't know what people need to learn <laughs> to be <laughs> ready to work with AI. But but because we work with uh, industry subject matter experts to develop our degree programs and redevelop them, that that's already in integrated into the degree pathways. So folks are learning; it's a part of it's a part of what they will learn um, as they earn their degree with with WGU. Um, and then the second part of your question. No.
0: So offer, offerings and just other ways that you're using or contemplating using AI?
1: Um, as a university contemplating using AI, I, I know that our course instructors, our faculty, um, incorporate AI into their instruction. And so things like, I mean, instead of pretending like people aren't going to use it, you know, it, it can become a part of like how they prep for their coursework, but, but use it and use it with integrity. Don't pretend like, Absolutely. <laughs> this is. Don't pretend like this is written by by me. You know, like how did you use Chat B, GPT to help inform your answer, and then what? How did you make it your own? That kind of thing. So there are ways that we're incorporating it, but I, I feel like we have no idea yet as a in in higher ed and in industry exactly how. It's so new, I don't think we have any idea exactly how we need to incorporate it.
0: yeah, couldn't agree more. I think we're all figuring it out yeah. in real time together, yeah. so totally totally fair answer yeah um, so the the next question isn't necessarily a fair question, but from the but <laughs> but, but from the point of view of w g u preparing individuals for lifelong learning and just the continuous pursuit of reinventing themselves and staying relevant, what advice do you would you have for those who are out there? Who are worried about their role being eliminated mm. it by AI, um, have a sense that they need to be getting prepared, starting to educate themselves, moving in some direction for what might be coming, might not be coming as quickly as they think, but that's a different story. But just folks out there who are worrying and think education might help them to prepare, what, what sort of suggestions would you have for them?
1: Well, I was just talking about this sort of personally the other day with a friend, and they were actually they were actually talking about the um, self checkout <laughs> at a grocery store. <laughs> but I think it's relevant. I don't know. Bear with me, but you know, he was grumbling about it because he doesn't like it. And I said, "That's fine. Don't use it." You know. And I said, "But, but why wouldn't why wouldn't grocery stores use you know self checkouts? It's less expensive. It, it's gotten pretty." accurate and efficient um, and they're saving money and uh, his grumble was why don't they pass that savings on to us and i said (laughs) would you small (laughs) business he's a small business owner i think would you and you know um and he had to admit he wouldn't um so i i then i use that to just say it's and i think this is relevant to ai also and i don't i don't take it lightly the change is important we have to manage it well and we have to be prepared as a as a society and also as individuals. But this has happened since the beginning of time. We used to have people who sat at assembly lines and you know put in the pieces to make the widgets and that's gone. Um, and so it's not that, it, it is that certain positions will be eliminated, they will. Um, but what is your role in the new positions that are created because of the elimination of this role? And it does, it, typically means you've got to develop different skills, kind of a higher level of skill. If you think about the move to um, you know, automated manufacturing, so the, there weren't people who needed to sit and put pieces anymore, but there certainly are people who need to create the machines, maintain the machines, et cetera. So when I think about AI, I think about security, the importance of security, um, the importance of uh, e- e- even thinking about um, education's role in that, like how do, how, instead of acting again, like it doesn't exist, how do we as educators help people to use it responsibly? Um, I, there's just, there's the whole ethics, you know, the study of ethics of AI. And, um, so I think it, I am not someone who ever kind of gets stuck in fear or resistance of what is I'm more immediately like, let's pivot to accept it. And how do we make it work better? like we can't pretend like it's not happening it's happened and so what are some of the things what are the opportunities that it creates for us you know how does it free us up how is your you know going back to the <laughs> grocery store how is your grocery store experience better because there's a self checkout how does that help people um get different jobs i, I you know Uh, someone else was talking about Shake Shack. You go in there and you order and then you go get your on the machine and you get that happens at Taco Bell and all these other places. And I said to this person who was like, nobody takes your order anymore. I said, who, who enjoys that job long-term? I mean, I'm, I'm not demeaning it. It's good, honest work, but like truly if you could do something else, wouldn't you? So if that job goes away, what that creates an opportunity for someone to do something different that might be more rewarding and more challenging. So let's look for those opportunities that AI creates for us.
0: Outstanding. to Danny. So this has been a terrific conversation. I think you often hear um, just generally out there that higher education isn't innovating fast enough, mm-hmm. that Higher education isn't as aligned with employers as closely as it needs to be. And I think that after our conversation, what I would say to them is, you need to talk to WG right. and you need to have a conversation with Alice and Bell because you clearly are doing all of those things well connected. And, and give me a lot of hope for where Indiana is heading. So thanks Thank for that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that.
0: I want to give you the chance to, uh, to end the conversation with exclamation marks. So anything that we've talked about that you would like to go back, revisit and put emphasis on or anything that you didn't get the chance to mention that you really want to make sure folks are aware of? Just that emphasis behind something that you are working on that you're excited about.
1: Well, I will a couple of things. One, I would like to re-emphasize just check out all of the degree offerings that WGU has and the actual cost. And it's easy to find on our web- website, unlike a lot of other universities. And I would encourage folks to look at all of the scholarships available. Um, and and so, and just to kind of revisit that, uh, question if you are someone who assumes that higher ed is not for you, question that and understand that WGU is different um, and, and that we're not like all other online universities either and we're not-for-profit. I think that's all important for people to understand. The one thing that I didn't talk about that I think is really cool that I want everyone to know about is our one of our latest big partnerships. So we partner with employers to give opportunities to their employees. Last year we were a- able to launch a partnership, what well, was early this year, with the KFC Foundation. So speaking of um, fast food, the KFC Foundation is affiliated with, It's a not-for-profit, mission-driven organization. They're affiliated with KFC Franchise Restaurants. And they wanted to offer a partnership. Um, they wanted to offer an opportunity for their the franchise employees um, to earn a degree. And this partnership is so generous, it's unbelievable. So they will fully fund um, the cost of earning a degree at WGU for any KFC employee, part-time or full-time, starting day one of employment with no obligation to stay after they've completed their degree and they can earn a degree in any of our colleges. Um, So it is fully about giving people an opportunity. And so I share that one because maybe someone knows someone who needs to find a way to fund their education. Go get a job at KFC. (laughs) <laughs> so it's it is solving a problem for KFC restaurants. Their um, applications for their uh, for their positions in their restaurants increased exponentially within one month of launching this partnership once. That's important for employers to understand. offering a generous partnership like this can pay off. You may not be able to fully fund you know the the cost of your but paying for some of it, it increases retention and it, it attracts to Um, employees. This is important in any industry. Um, So talk to us about partnerships, talk to other universities about partnerships like that. And um, I think it can make a difference. Um, So I think that's important. And I lost my second reason. I wanted to bring that up. It's a, it's cool. I
0: want people to know about it. <laughs> it's always good to end with cool, <laughs> and I have to say, I can't can't pass the chance to observe that I think you shared a lot of the ingredients that are part of the WG models D, WGU model. So it might not be a secret, but you've clearly found a recipe yeah. for success. <laughs> That's so, right. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thanks Thank for being you. with us today, Allison.
1: Okay. I appreciate it. Uh,